This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the AI Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Today on the podcast, joining us, we have Jonathan Raymond, who is the founder and CEO of ReFound, which is a pioneering leadership coaching and advisory firm that seamlessly integrates AI technology to foster personal development within the fast-growing businesses. Um, with He has a really rich history of guiding leaders from controlling managers to empowering people leaders, and Jonathan is reshaping how AI is utilized in shaping the future of effective leadership. Welcome to the show today, Jonathan. Hey, Jaden. Thanks so much. Glad to be here. Super excited to have you on. We got the, the opportunity to chat the other day, and, and I heard a little bit about what you're building, and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I got to get you on and, and telling my, my listeners about what you're doing. I'm wondering, would you be able to share with everyone a little bit about your journey and kind of what led you to um, start merging, you know, leadership coaching with AI technology, all that kind of stuff at ReFound and what you're doing today. Yeah, for sure. So I, I got into this world uh, sort of by accident about 10 years ago. I was a entrepreneur, uh, you know, I'd been involved in a bunch of different industries. Um, and at the same time, I was really passionate about personal growth and personal development. And I got really uh, interested in this uh, in this space more broadly of like leadership and management and like, what do we do? And what is that? what are we actually doing when it comes to leading and managing in the in the in this hectic environment, and it's uh, we've had a really nice run, uh, and then things got really interesting in the pandemic, and mm -hmm. it, it just sort of never ends, right? The level of complexity, the level of chaos, uh, the things that we're dealing with right now: two wars, uh, post-pandemic, hybrid work, inflation, divisive politics. I mean, you name it. Like <laughs> the list crazy. is long. It seems <laughs> to get longer every day. And uh, and you know we've been we've sat we sat next to a lot of high growth organizations through you know going through changes, and you know the good news is I think we've been helpful right uh, that's that's a good it's a good feeling, but the bad news is we've only been able to help in a partial way because we've been limited and I would say our industry has been limited up to this point with our ability to uh, to help at scale because a lot of the things that you need have historically required a lot of human intervention. There's so much nuance, there's so much context, there's so many there's so many sort of nooks and crannies in an organization where things go wrong that if you want to help and you want to create a more humane place to work, you kind of got to be everywhere. And that's impossible. Yeah. Or at least it's been impossible. And that's what I'm so excited about. I've been looking for something like uh, generative AI for a really long time. I didn't know what I was looking for. Uh, but then when I found it uh, earlier this year, I thought, oh, that's it. This is how we're going to solve this problem. 
Yeah, I think that's so fascinating because, yeah, right, you've, you've had kind of this background in this kind of leadership coaching space and working on this. And then all of a sudden, I think a lot of people woke up at the beginning of this year and kind of had this aha moment where they're like, oh, my gosh, this, this technology is so powerful. I can use it in my company or organization for X, Y, and Z. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what you're currently using AI for um, and some of the benefits that you think uh, can be found in the kind of the people leadership space. Yeah. So to me, I mean, so far, I mean, I know we're so early, right, in the AI world and everything is changing sort of by the day. But the the primary use cases that we're focused on are really at the level of what we would call conversations and agreements. Mm -hmm. So we have a methodology that we've become famous for called the accountability dial. It's something people know about us. And it's a it's a methodology for how to start, manage, guide, and close what you could consider to be coaching conversations, right? How do you help somebody grow? Whether that person is your direct report or they're a peer or they're somebody more senior. And historically, you know, we've trained that through executive coaching, managing manager training, workshops, keynotes, et cetera. And what we're doing now is through AI, essentially allowing our users, and this again, this is all in kind of early access with our existing clients, uh, not publicly available yet, is we're giving users the the ability to interact with our AI, who we call Ren, mm -hmm. and Ren asks questions, and we've trained it right in our methodology, and we've we've uh, you know done all of the fine tuning and all those kinds of things, so that Ren is giving philosophically accurate, contextually aware, personalized responses to that manager in the situation that they're in. Right, so it's ten thirty two on a busy Thursday morning and they see a misalignment on their team, and they don't really know what to say. They got a million things in their inbox. They got six meetings to go to. Their calendar's triple booked. And you know the easiest thing in the world to do in that moment is nothing. Yeah. And so by interacting with AI really simply, a couple of quick clarifying questions where, where we've programmed the AI to give them a script for, okay, go talk to this person and say this. And then, of course, you know, like you could do with any you know, good um, you know, AI, you can modify it. You could say, oh, I really like how that sounds, but that's a little bit formal for the way that I normally speak. Can you make it a little bit less formal, right? Mm -hmm. You can adjust it. But we've 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 reduced the time to execution dramatically uh, into something that, you know, maybe it would take you an hour with a coach. And, you know, maybe you don't have that coach for two weeks, you know, for, you know, whatever it is, if you're lucky enough to have a coach, most people aren't. And, and we've reduced the time between the, the, the arising of the awareness of, oh, there's a problem. I got to do something to this, the next sentence that you need to say to some person to move that conversation forward. So that's the, uh, that's one of the two primary use cases. Um, and then the other, we have another framework, which we call soul, the role, okay. which is essentially helping people understand why their role exists, not what they're supposed to do today. What are the tasks and the, the goals and what have you, but why it's more of emotional, inspirational, aspirational. Um, and so we're using AI in that, uh, context to help managers articulate why a role exists in an organization, how it contributes to a team, what are the what are the contexts that the person who's in that role today needs to know about, the tensions that it needs to balance, the voice that it needs to have. So it's everything that goes around a role that nobody ever talks about. Um, mm. And so we've essentially taken what we would normally do in a coaching context in that, would, that would require a lot of person hours to execute we're using AI to do that within minutes. Super, super cool. I love the features. I love everything you're doing. I see a ton of value. Um, one thing I would like to ask you about, though, is, you know, obviously, 
I think there's some very powerful use cases for integrating AI into everything you're building, a lot of value that can come out of those. I'm wondering, like in your view, what are some of the biggest challenges today that leaders face when integrating AI into their management practices? Like what's the what's the hardest part about using these tools for them? Well, I think it's a few. I mean, I think most organizations, you know, people have like 473 logins, right? They've so there's like they've too many logins and there's like too much signal fatigue, right? So there's yeah. everything's always flashing red or or at least yellow. <laughs> so it's really hard to know like what do I do? Like I could do a thousand things. Right. Uh -huh. And in most organizations, if they have any kind of track record, they've already taught you a bunch of ideas, philosophies, methodologies. You got you have so much in your brain. It's like compacted in there. Like uh -huh. so you've, got, you've got all of these, uh, you've got all these tools, you have all these methodologies, you've got all these kind of, you know, the organization has its values and vision and, you know, all of its KPIs, OKRs, whatever. It's just overload. Right. And so to me, I think the biggest obstacle is overload. It's not a lack of good intent. You know, I meet, you know, thousands of managers every year, hundreds and hundreds of executives. And it's very rare where you meet someone who has bad intent or his, who is like, you know, legitimately doesn't care about other people. Like most people do. They want to do the right thing, but it's overwhelming, right? And the priorities are constantly shifting. You know, and frankly, everybody's toast right now, you know, in, in you know, the... The, the state of the world, it's like you, you, it, it impacts all of our mental and emotional and physical well-being. And so I think the, the obstacle is really like, we're like stuck at this buffet of you just too much content, too many information, too much tools. And we're missing these really small moments that are actually quite easy. Uh, but we don't have our brains in the right space to, uh, enact the right behaviors in those moments. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that's, so true. And I think that um, definitely a, a big challenge that people have, um, not that it's you know impossible to overcome, but it, it's definitely there. Something else I would like to ask you about is, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, based off of everything you're seeing and kind of your vantage point uh, currently in the industry, I'm wondering if you can make any predictions about trends that you feel like you'll see AI, you know, maybe like how AI is going to transform leadership coaching over the next decade. What are some, hmm. what are some ways if you're looking to the future that you think this is going to get integrated? And, you know, I know today is the very early stages, but like if we're looking at the future and thinking of all the ways that this is really going to, um, going to be able to help people, what do you think some of those big transformations will be? Yeah, I think it's, um, obviously I'm extremely bullish on the potential of what it can do. And, you know, we're probably at, you know, I don't know if we're at max hype, but we're, we're certainly close and we'll go, through the, the, we'll go through the trial of disillusionment, right? Or however, whatever that's called. Um, but, you know, in terms of the, you know, I think that you're already seeing a lot of what I would call generic attempts to use AI in the domain of leadership, right? Whether that's monitoring meetings and giving you recommendations mm. or, you know, like generic insight at the level of, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, through Teams applications or Slack or, you know, other things. And I think, you know, most of the, the bigger tech companies, they're going to they're gonna do those things, right? Because that's, it's in their purview to do. Yeah. To me, I think the, the trend or the opportunity is for the specialization, for, for expertise to have its moment, right? To, to really get slices of that right to a level of depth. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there, there are no, uh, I wouldn't say there are no new ideas in the realm of leadership and management, but what is often the case is that the ideas that people are presented with are very generic. And I think that the, the, 
bringing that context down to the individual individual user where AI knows about you in a, in a positive way, in a way that you've given it permission, right? And it's safe mm-hmm. and it's secure, where you get to delegate uh, a lot of the, what we would call, we could call the executive function, right? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm a CEO of a business and let's say I have an EA and I've got a chief of staff and I've got people around me and I have, I have so much capability that exists around me to filter information and to help me make good decisions through my day. Now, whether I make good decisions or not is ultimately up to me. But but the I can increase the odds through manual effort by putting by surrounding myself with smart people who make good decisions, who filter information, and who help me intervene in the right ways. I think that is going to be available for, to everyone, mm-hmm. right? Where where anyone uh, is going to be able to have enough information, enough context, enough signal. Uh, diagnosis, let's say, to be more efficient about the choices we make and and the the conversations we have and how we go about it. The what I think is super interesting is you know a lot of you know of course a lot of the fear is like oh well you know AI is going to replace coaching or you know that's like a lot of coaches are afraid that AI mm. is going to replace coaching. I don't think it is at all. Uh-huh. I think it's going to exponentialize coaching in the sense yeah. that. Most coaching sessions, if you could like be a fly on the wall of most coaching sessions, they're horribly inefficient, right? It's mostly a waste of time. And Mm. because mostly what happens is you have somebody who's totally overwhelmed, a leader or executive is totally overwhelmed. They got a million things going to plate. They don't really want to go to the coaching session, but they know it's like (laughs) theoretically good for them, right? They show up. The coach spends most of the time trying to like step them back from like the chaos and the overwhelm to just to get to a place where they might be able to self-reflect and consider a new idea. Mm-hmm. And to me, what I think the the trend will be, well, actually, by the time I get to that coaching session, I've done so much. I've accomplished so many things that I don't actually need that. I don't need the coach to be my babysitter anymore. Now we can have a real conversation. We could go deep yeah. because I'm actually implementing and practicing because I've got AI next to me. I've got essentially the coach's representative with me watching me play, right? And that's like, because that's the problem with coaching is, you know, if you look at like a professional tennis player, an athlete, like they don't sit in a side room with you. They watch you play, Yeah. right? But in the domain of leadership coaching, like we don't watch people play. You know, and we do this at Refound now manually. It's really like, we'll sit with leaders in rooms and we'll attend meetings and we'll kind of like listen to them and understand, but that's, that's impossible. You can't replicate that and you can't scale it. But I think that's the what we're going to see is we're going to see ways where AI can actually watch us play in real time in the in, not just in leadership coaching like in our lives and can and can be so much more attuned to what interventions are needed in the moment and you know of course we get into you know if it can listen to us you know that's a that's that again it could, it's also it's scary but also amazing right it's like well if an AI can listen to my conversation and give me a recommendation that's a little scary but also pretty fucking amazing right if that if, I, if it was helpful so yeah um you know that's where i think it, it i think it gets closer to us i think it lo- gets to know us better and i love what yuval hariri said a couple of years ago it's like that's gonna happen well he didn't say that's gonna he he was basically saying like it's happening and so if it's happening that the what's your what do you do as an individual you got to know yourself better right the more yeah. the technology knows us the more we have to know ourselves better and to me that's so exciting because I, you know, I've been the person 
who's been like, you know, knocking on people's skulls for the last 25 years, trying to get them to self-reflect, trying to get them to like be uh, more internal and to actually look at some of their, you know, the emotional underpin underpinnings of why they believe what they believe. And now I think it's a survival. It's a matter of survival. Uh, and, you know, we always say like, well, people don't change unless it's, you know, really, unless it's critical. And, and I think it's it's increasingly critical to know yourself and to go on a real journey of authenticity, a real one, not a fake sort mm -hmm. of magazine, Instagram version one, a real one. Because if you don't, uh, machines are going to know you better than you know yourself. And that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I something you said, I resonated with so much uh, when you're talking about you're so busy. So I, I essentially had a, a business coach um, for a period of time. And it was honestly, the advice I got was phenomenal. I like, I loved my sessions. I, I learned so much. I, it helped me come up with all these different frameworks. Very, very valuable. I, I think it's one of the most valuable things I did, but I always, at the beginning of every meeting, I was swamped. Um, this was during, uh, my time when I was starting self-pause, uh, and and scaling it essentially, I was so swamped with things to do that every time I got into one of those like 45 minute sessions, I was like, oh man, like here yeah. it goes for, like <laughs> 45 minutes, I got to sit down. And I think uh, to your point, a part of that is um, feeling like I got to like do like the recap of where I'm at, the recap of what I need to do, what I didn't do, the follow-ups, like all the, the like stuff yeah. so we're on the same page so he knew where we can move forward. All the with. admin, yeah. Yeah. And so I think what you're, what you guys are building right now helps so much. If you have something like in the room with you, it knows the context, right? Forget about right. the context. You don't have to do just like, now, where do we go forward? And I think that is, that's what I got the most value out of. And so if you could just jump straight to that, like, oh my gosh, that'd be so valuable to, to so many people. I think they'd be able to really benefit from that. Um, yeah. Imagine Jaden, imagine like, you know, it was like three days before your coaching session and your AI, you know, pinged you and said, Hey, Jaden, you've got a coaching session with Jonathan coming up soon. Should I send him a summary of everything you've been doing for the last couple of weeks and build a plan for what you guys could work on that I think would be the most impactful uh, coaching? Like you'd, first of all, you would say, yes, you'd click that button. Right. Yeah. And then even if it was, I mean, right now it would probably be, you know, partially good. Right. But if, you know, it would, it will get to, you know, it get to better and better places over time. So you can make the coach so much smarter and you can like, yeah. like that dread that you feel at the beginning of the coaching session, it's, it's just an artifact, right? It's because we've never had yeah. a way to actually create continuity, you know, across where it's like, you know, where it's always happening. It's like, if you're a parent, right? Like, when are you not parenting? Like you're always parenting, right? You may not be standing right, right in front of your kid in that moment, but you're always parenting, right? It's something, it's always on your mind, but you know, we've created this bizarre environment. You know, I think of this, one of my favorite books that I read back when I used to study psychology a lot was we've had a hundred years of psychotherapy and the world's getting worse. And the, <laughs> the overall premise of this book, it's a hilarious book, but it's basically like, we do, what is the, what are we doing? Right. We like, we have all these societal problems. We have all this chaos. And this was like 30 years ago. He wrote this book. Yeah. They wrote this book. He's like, we do this weird thing. We like take people out of their lives we stick them in a room with a stranger. We have them sort of like download all of their troubles. And then the person pats them on the back, sends them back into the world. And it's like, good luck, right? And then, you know, every couple of weeks you come back. I was like, what are we doing? This is nuts. But we sort of took that model, replicated, put it into the business world. And it's like, you know, nobody, I mean, it's, I'm, I, I don't mean to be sort of, you know, painting it all with, with a negative brush. Like it's, as you said, it's super helpful but it needs to be so much more in the context of what we're actually doing in yeah. our life. And we have that opportunity now.
Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, something I would, I'd love to ask you about on that is what is one of the biggest challenges you guys have faced or, or you're facing or working on what's the, what's the most challenging part about really integrating AI into this process? Uh, so far it's like, we have too many good ideas, right? Okay. There are so like, we did a workshop with one of our clients and, and we introduced, you know, kind of the first version and they and they, and they loved it, but they were like, could it do this? Could it do that? What if it could do that? Could it do this? Could it do? And the problem is the answer is yes. Like technically all of the things that they're, that they are wanting it to do. Uh, and so are, are possible, technically possible, you know, today, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not an AI engineer. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a use case expert, right? Like I'm, I'm on the application uh, front of yeah. me. Uh, but I think that's the, like, what is the, you know, I, I'm, I'm thankful to have an increasingly, uh, um, uh, amazing group of advisors in my life who are really helping us focus and say like, okay, what, what is the problem that we are actually solving? You know, who mm -hmm. is it for like the basic stuff of like developing any new product? So we don't just get a feature dump and, you know, all of these things that are theoretically valuable. Um, and then we'll just replicate the same problem of too many ideas. So that to me, I think is our, um, so I would say it's that. And then I think the, there's the irrational part of the fear around AI and company data, right? The, the, I think it's rational. I think it's reasonable. I think it's a good fear that companies have. They want to protect their data, uh, you know, operational data, you know, data that needs to be secured, right? You, I understand yeah. that, but there's a bunch of other data that's not, that's not that important to secure, or it's not like, it's, it's not that it's not important. It's just, you know, it's like you don't go to Uber and try to do your tax return, right? Like that's not what you do. It's not what it's yeah. for. Yeah. Right. And so you don't have to worry about like the, your tax information going into Uber. Right. Like, and so I think there's just a little bit of a misplaced anxiety where it's like, you know, people are going to say something to AI. Well, guess what? They could use their personal email address and do that with ChatGPT today. You know, it's like the, the cat's out of the bag. Like, you just deal with it. So I think mm -hmm. just, I think where there's a place of maturation where we have to be, you know, there's, there are rational, reasonable, rational, reasonable, uh, important uh, uh, considerations for companies to secure their data, uh, but there there are other opportunities where we can solve real problems if we if we you know take a, a more sort of balanced view on you know what do we allow people to do and you know people are doing a lot of these things already. Yeah, a hundred percent, Jonathan. It has been fantastic having you on the show today. Um, as we wrap this up, the question that I really want to ask you because of you know, who you are and where you are and what you work on. If there's one piece of advice you feel like you could give to people today, this doesn't even have to be related to AI, but leaders, managers, people, you know, working with people um, uh, that you've learned from your from your career and your time working on this, what, what's one piece of advice you feel like you could give people? Uh, the skill that I uh, learned in law school, which I wish I could teach to everybody, is the 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 ability and the willingness to see an issue from someone else's perspective and to be curious and to ask questions, especially when you don't agree with someone, when you, when you think that their view is wrong or ill-informed, whatever it is that you think, to assume that there is some reason why they believe what they believe, even if it's different than your own, and if there's one thing that we have to figure out how to solve as a species is this division where my beliefs become my identity 
And there just has to be people who want to be part of a solution. You have to start asking questions. You have to be curious about other, other people's point of view. Otherwise, we're just going to get more and more entrenched and more and more separated. And that road only has one outcome. 100%. I love that advice. That is fantastic. I think that's so powerful and, and so useful for people today. Jonathan, it has been amazing having you on the podcast today. If people want to learn um, you know, uh, more about essentially what you're doing and what you guys are building right now, what's the best way for them to find out more about your company? Uh, I'm happy to be, give anybody uh, who's kind of you know in this space a demo, kind of what we're doing. Um, you can send me an email to Jonathan J O N A T H A N at refound.com, and we can you know set up a screen share, and I can show you around and ask you some questions, and uh, you can give your feedback. Um, and then refound.com, R E F O U N D dot com is our website, and you can always pick up a copy of Good Authority, at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever. Uh, Good Authority: How to Become the Leader Your Team Is Waiting For. Uh, my first and only book, and I like to think a good one. I love it. And to the listener, I'll leave a uh, I'll leave a link to Good Authority in the con in the show notes, and also um, a link to the website as well, so you can check that out, learn more about them. Jonathan, it's been amazing having you on. To the listener, thank you so much for tuning in to the AI Chat podcast. I hope you can rate us wherever you get your podcasts, and have a fantastic.